Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Mark Holcraft. And we're broadcasting a very special Real Presence Live this morning. We're actually coming to you live from the St. Paul Cathedral in St. Paul, Minnesota, at the Catholics at the Capitol. What a pleasure to be here. It's awesome. We were, we were in the cathedral for Mass this morning, Archbishop Hebda. Yeah. Um, oh, it's just, it's a great environment. When you come into the cathedral, yeah. it's, it's just, a, it speaks to beauty. Yeah, our know? cathedral in Sioux Falls was, um, architect was the same as the one here in St. Paul. And at first, when they redid the cathedral in Sioux Falls, I wouldn't gawk. And then I got over it, and I'm like, who cares? I'm going to gawk. I like to gawk. And I have been gawking at the beauty of this cathedral. Yeah, but yeah big it's hard day. not to. Big day for Catholics at the Capitol. So before we get too far into it, Mark, would you mind opening us in prayer? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. We thank you uh, for this gift of Catholics at the Capitol, the opportunity of, in a profound way, where faith and reason meet. Lord, we ask that you would bless this day, bless our conversations with our many guests that will be with us, bless our conversation, and bless, ultimately, Lord, uh, the work of your sons and daughters that truly are making efforts and headway, that faith would be our guide and our premise. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit and the intercession of Our Lady. Amen. Amen. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we're we're here this morning with Jason Adkins. Uh, he's our first guest, uh, and he's really kind of the pioneer behind Catholics at the Capitol. So, Jason, welcome. Thank you, Mark and Heather. Great to be with you on this really special day. Thanks for being with us. So, please tell us for our listeners. I mean, there's a lot going on today. Can you just give us even a snapshot? What can we look forward to throughout the day? Sure. The church calls us to faithful citizenship and to be salt and light in the world, be that leaven, to infuse the world, as um, Archbishop Hebda said this morning in his homily, with the gospel, with charity, with love. And Pope Francis says that politics is one of the highest forms of charity because it serves the common good. And so we need to, um, as a church, and um, we, uh, the staff of the Minnesota Catholic Conference helps the bishops in their social ministry and their work of formation of faithful citizens, we have to create practical opportunities for people to learn how to do the business of civic engagement. Yeah. You would be amazed how many people have never been to the Capitol, mm. have never talked to a legislator. But if we're not talking to legislators, someone else is, and they rely on their constituents and the people in the community to tell them what issues are important and what issues matter. So Catholics of the Capitol is really about the people of God and bringing them into a forum where they can be equipped, um, they can have their conscience formed, they're going to be informed on the issues so that they can go out be sent on mission for life and dignity, and that's the theme of our day. And once they're formed and informed, then they can then work to transform our state. It's just that simple. Yeah, easy. <laughs> it sounds simple. Easy. It uh, sounds no, intimidating, though. Also, yeah. So tell uh, me, tell me why, Heather? Because I wouldn't know what to say, you know, as a layperson. So talk about why you're having 
the events that you're having this morning. Exactly. The, the, you, the, you hit it right on the head is that there's a, there's a fear factor. There are barriers to participation. People feel intimidated mm-hmm. by the political process. I think they have a, a sense that legislators are these big, important people, and they're just little people. Um, but the reality is legislators are just like us. They're people who just took the opportunity, though, to step forward and say, I'm going to be a leader in our community. Um, but they need help. Uh, no one was born with all the answers. They certainly don't have the answers. One of the great things about Catholics at the Capitol year after year when we do this is that people connect with their legislators and say, wow, they're just like me. I could do that. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just the surprise. They're just normal people. But what they did is, and we should be thankful for this, whatever party, whatever background, whatever views, is they, they actually took the time to step forward. And that is an act of charity because it's mm-hmm. a service to the community. And um, But it's important that we're in relationship with them, that we embrace a, a, a value of civic friendship. And, but, and we inform ourselves and we break down those barriers. And this is one of these barrier-breaking days so that we can be bridge builders. Um, but we equip folks. You know, we're here, the Catholic Advocacy Network, Minnesota Catholic Conference. We provide the materials to equip you so that you can have those important conversations. Absolutely. So in regards to Minnesota, I mean, we're covering all of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the bills that are in front of us that as far as what, what, what can we be concerned about? What can we be concerned about? But what are the things that we know are concerning us? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we looking at? Well, in every given legislative session, there are thousands of bills that are introduced. And uh, the church as an institution speaks on a very limited subset of those view, uh, those bills. And, to, and mostly because they're ones that the bishops highlight as having a real strong intersection with life and human dignity. And so out of the thousands of bills that the, the uh, institutional church to the Minnesota Catholic Conference will take a position on probably 20 to 30 uh, per session. And then when we have Catholics at the Capitol, we focus on three that have a, a way of being bipartisan in the sense that they can be a bridge builder, but also something to challenge our legislators on. And so yeah. every legislator is going to hear something that they agree with most likely from the church's standpoint, and we can work together on that, but also something there might be a little conflict on or something where we need to change hearts and minds. And so that's how the day is designed is to focus on those issues where we can both be bridge builders, but then also push our legislators a little bit to say, I think maybe you need to reconsider this. So today the issues that we're going to be talking about uh, include um, the, the proposal to legalize recreational marijuana in our state. And this is one of the three. This is one of the three, exactly. And this right. is a really troubling bill. I mean, there's a lot of um, uh, challenging dynamics there that the fact that the war on drugs has uh, often resulted in overcriminalization, putting people in jail unnecessarily, especially for small possession crimes. And that state starts a cycle in someone's life that's really hard to undo. So we can really look at things like um, overcriminalization and the war on drugs and criminal justice issues. But what is being done is that those important initiatives that should be considered in that light are also being packaged in a bill that basically creates the legal framework for the industry in Minnesota to take root and grow, no pun intended. And that's going to have a negative impact, especially on those who are prone to addiction, but also especially our young people in state after state where this becomes legal um, marijuana usage and drug usage by uh, young people, minors, um, tends to expand and grow. I was just going to say, like, that's mm-hmm. what we're seeing in the states that have legalized it already. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South Dakota just uh, decided mm-hmm. to open the open the market um, to uh, recreational marijuana. So um, it's, a, it's a really challenging issue, and uh, we're, 
or it's something then which we want to uh, help legislators understand that it's not just about what someone might want to do. We can't just satisfy people's desires. Um, we have to serve the common good, and that's an important point that we want to make. It's not just about what someone wants. It's about what serves the common good, and that's how our legislation should be focused. And Jason, can you give us a snapshot? What are the other two? issues that you're going to be hitting on? The other two is immigrant driver's license, and the third one would be uh, f uh, opposing what's called the Reproductive uh, uh, Choice Act, which is essentially that uh, certain legislators are concerned that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned, mm -hmm. and if it does, that means that the abortion law goes back to the states. So this is kind of a preemptive strike on the part of some to, uh, in, in put in our law that there should be basically no restrictions on abortion whatsoever, and that the fetus, the embryo, the child in the womb has no rights. So um, once we deny the personhood of the unborn, then the personhood is not deserving of legal protection. So it's a preemptive strike on the unborn to say, this person has no rights. There should be um, no restrictions whatsoever on abortion, including overturning things that we already have in our law, such as women's right to know, um, parental notification, these sorts of things that are really crucial in making sure that even if people are going to make that choice, that, that some necessary precautions and safeguards are in place. So it would make Minnesota the most radical state in the the nation on abortion. So something that is not going to pass this year, but we need to absolutely educate legislators about as being uh, wrong for uh, the unborn and wrong, and wrong for our state. We need to embrace the philosophy of prenatal justice, not pitting the rights of women against the rights of children, but working for justice for both the woman and the child. We can love both and public policy should work to establish justice for the woman and justice for the child. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, mean, I think of St. Gianna Mola. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no accident. She's uh, the patron you yeah. know, the, to, this, to life. Mm -hmm. So you had uh, briefly mentioned um, IDs. For. Correct. Talk a little bit about that. So it's a really important issue for our immigrant community. And this is not about open borders or, you know, mm -hmm. we have a broken immigration system. Mm -hmm. And we're, the reality is, is we're not going to deport the vast majority of our undocumented brothers and sisters who are here. And so what can we do as a community to help alleviate the fear they have that every time they get on the road, and they're going to be driving anyway because they need mm -hmm. to get to church, they need to get to work, they need to get to school. What can we do to alleviate the fear that if they're stopped for a minor traffic violation, it could be the last time they see their family members who are here for a long time? Hmm. And so all this does, it doesn't give people a passport to citizenship or the privileges of citizenship, doesn't allow people to vote, um, and it doesn't prevent uh, interactions with law enforcement when real crimes are committed by undocumented persons. All it does is basically create a membrane between uh, immigrations and customs enforcement and local law enforcement when there are these minor traffic violations or as someone's pulled over. It, it benefits the common good, and, and especially because we can get people trained to be on the road. They have to be licensed, and then they're going to be insured and actually work better with traffic, uh, local law enforcement when there are these minor problems or traffic infractions or things like that. We should know who's on our road. So this not only benefits immigrant families, it also benefits public safety and the common good. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. You know, at Mass this morning, one of the one-liners, like I mentioned in our opening comments, it's a beautiful way, Mass was really the beginning of the day, you know, for Catholics at the Capitol. Archbishop have talked about how we need to see things through a lens of love and the optic of charity. I thought that was a powerful visual. Beautiful. Uh, no pun intended, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so as you're talking, because I think one of the reasons some people feel maybe overwhelmed or like they don't know if they can go to the legislators is there's such a spirit of discouragement because there is like things are a mess in society right now. Things are messy. Uh, and that they continue to go down and even 
almost messier road in that for those, if we don't know a lot about politics, it seems like politics is part of the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet we're called to this missionary discipleship. Jason, can you help, help connect for us how important it is and how, and you, you kind of already started to with the one on immigration, but how can we live out that missionary discipleship? If you can just give us one suggestion uh, in light of that really does point to, no, we really can impact mm-hmm. uh, our politics, our legislation, to really get at the heart of what we're called to. Can you give an example of that? Well, Dorothy Day said that love in reality is, is a harsh and dreadful thing compared to <laughs> love in dreams, you know, according to Dostoevsky and the Brothers Karamazov. And it is hard. And people look at this, this task of politics and getting involved um, and speaking out for the common good. is It's a difficult and challenging thing. But we have to think about, I think the, the, that one suggestion you asked me for is to not think of politics as partisan electioneering that it's about elections and a and a us versus them blue versus red republican right, democrat right. it's the great conversation about how we order our lives together that's how the church understands politics so it's a task and to infuse that task with charity and with love and with our perspective not only will that serve the common good in the temporal realm, but it's also deeply evangelical. When we go and speak those truths which serve human dignity and the common good, then we make known the author of those truths, which is our Creator God, our Lord Jesus Christ. And so in this way, it's both evangelical and it serves the temporal good as well. And so we have to keep that in mind that it's going to be a hard process. It's going to be difficult. It's going to take time. We'd rather watch Netflix and chill right. instead of yeah. going to the PTO meeting or the city council meeting on, on Wednesday nights. But I think also that's an important point too is start local. We, where do you have moral and political agency? You've been planted in a particular corner of the vineyard, whether it's Fargo, North Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, wherever. It's start in your community. You might not get be elected to Congress tomorrow, and that's okay. You might not call to be running for office, but what you can do is impact what goes on at your school board, in your county, uh, com- among your county commissioners, what books they put in the library, you know, what's going on there, what your property taxes are. There's a lot of unsexy issues that need to be addressed, and so it's start local. Where can you, where do you know what the problems are and where can you make a difference? And it's not always the big issues that get the headlines where we need work. It's these small issues where we can make an incremental difference for the common good. We can't just expect to win the big battles on our own. And so we have to stop thinking of our work in the political arena is only focused on big national issues. Mm-hmm. You're called yeah. to work in your corner of the vineyard and tend that and tend mm-hmm. until uh, that portion of it. And so start local, start with the issues in your community. Jason, made that simple, points. didn't he? Well, <laughs> yes and no, but that's yeah. also kind of the point from what I talk away when we we're coming close to our break here, uh, and what I'm appreciating, what you say, you know, we're here at Catholics at the Capitol for the state of Minnesota, but the very premises you're speaking of impact all of our network. Yeah. So Minnesota, North South Dakota, Correct. Wyoming, Wisconsin, wherever you're at, we all have a role. Exactly. And really, and what I heard you say too, is that's where it starts. It starts mm-hmm. right there where you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's frankly far more encouraging to me and less daunting than like you said, these big overarching yeah. issues that could be overwhelming. Yeah. Do you know your legislator's name? How can we expect good laws to be made if we don't even know who represents mm-hmm. us? Amen. Um, we, we know might know our senators, the president, uh, Congress, and I know in your states you have one congressperson, but you know, do you know your local legislator? Very few people actually do, and those are the people we need to be working with the most. Mm-hmm. Amen. Jason Atkins, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and 
It's going to be a great event. It's going to be great. I'm just so blessed. Uh, we're so thankful for Real Presence Radio and the partnership. You bringing the voice of the church and the gospel into the airwaves is such an important ministry. So thank you for what you do as yeah. well. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for being here today. Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Mark, and we come back. We have a lot of high, fancy guests on here. <laughs> we do. We're excited for the You're day. You're like, she's such a lay person. <laughs> I'm, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. A lot of bishops coming up next. Folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to be broadcasting more with Catholics at the Capitol here at the St. Paul Cathedral. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 